what is an advisory agreement and how do I create one? This is the Transition to RA video series. It is question number 16. Welcome, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA and today's question again is, what is an advisory agreement and how do I create one? Now, before we can jump into exactly what an advisory agreement is, it's, it's important to understand kind of this, this triangle of, of the three parties kind of involved with, with having an account open for a client and, and you being able to provide that service to the client. So I wanna go through each of those three uh, points of the triangle and, and how they kind of all work together. And then you'll see how that, that goes into the advisory agreement itself. Uh, so as an RIA, uh, you will open your RA, you, you have your RA established, but you need a custodian to custody your client's assets and, and also, as they say, custody and clear the trades, facilitate the trades. Um, but, but that's, so that's the first two prongs. And so there you are as the RIA, and then you need a custodian to hold the client assets. And then, then the third prong of this, right, is the client. And so the question is, how, how do these three kind of uh, components to the relationship all work together. And so that's what I want to walk through here first. So as an RA, again, you will need, if you have assets under management, you will need a custodian to hold those assets. So the first relationship here is between the RIA and the custodian. And, th and that's when the RA goes to a custodian and says, okay, I would like to use your services. And here's the amount of assets I have and the kind of clients I have and the kind of products and services I need available to me. Is, is this a good fit? Uh, and by the way, that's, that's in large part what I help advisors with is there's, there's a lot of options out there of different kinds of custodians and platform providers and, and, and they're very different. And so the question is, which one is best for you as an advisor that has their own RA? Which custodian or custodians, plural, I'll, I'll do a whole separate video on this, but it's possible to have more than one custodian. Um, but the, but the, the question is, okay, so you need to select one. So let's, let's just move forward and say you, you, you've selected one for the time being and that's the custodian you're gonna use. That relationship is, is, is kind of memorialized by uh, what's often called a service agreement. Um, you know, it, it might be an, uh, an RIA custodian agreement or whatever the terminology that, that the custodian wants to use for that. But basically it's a, it's a legal document that, that is entered into between the custodian and the RIA that spells out, you know, hey, as a custodian, here's all of the services we are gonna provide for you as an RIA and your clients. And here's, you know, the expectations of the relationship, the understanding of the relationship, the, the costs associated with the relationship. And it, and it really is, you know, the, the legal document that, that establishes that, again, between the RIA and the custodian. So again, you'll, you'll hear that referred to as oftentimes as a service agreement or something along those lines. And so, so that's how the RIA itself enters into a relationship with the custodian. And, and keep in mind, this has nothing to do with the client. This is just a a one-time or a per account or anything like that. This is, this is a one-time kind of macro relationship that's entered into between the RIA and the custodian. Uh, so then the next prong of that is, okay, well, how, how, how and when does the client come in? And so if you want to open an account for the client with the custodian, and then you're going to provide the services, that, that's where there's kind of the, the, the remaining two parts of this triangle. So, so let's first take the arrangement between the custodian and the client. Now, make no mistake, the client is your client from an advisory perspective. It is, you know, or from a, do I own the client? The, do I own the book? Or any of those things, I did a whole video on that. 
It is absolutely your client as the RIA. It is, is, is not, you know, in essence, the custodian's client in, in the, the terminology that we're all used to using. However, to a degree, it is the custodian's client because they do open an account for that client. They are required to send statements to that client. They are required to send tax documents to that requirement. So to, to a degree, it's, it's their client, but, but certainly make no mistake, it's not, no custodian thinks of, of these clients as, as theirs in the same sense that, that, that you might be used to of a, you know, a traditional wirehouse firm thinks that they own the book of clients, not you. Uh, that's not at all the case in the custodial world. Um, but, but for that client to open an account with the custodian, because again, that, that account needs to be open somewhere because someone has to custody those assets for the client. Um, so that is generally just memorialized with a, with a traditional new account form. And, and maybe if it's a retirement account, there might be some other paperwork and things like that. But, but generally, it's, it's a pretty simple call it new account form process that the, the client fills out and it's, so that's, a, that's essentially a two-party agreement between the client and the custodian that says, uh, client, uh, we're gonna open this account for you. And again, here's the expectations, here's the cost or anything like that is, is kind of baked into that new account form. Now, of importance, a couple of things that that new account form does do is it does say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Client, uh, just so we're all clear on this and in agreement, by you signing this new account form, two, two kind of critical pieces of, of information that are important to the RA. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Klein, you are giving us as custodian permission to take trade-in instructions from the RIA. So when the RIA tells us to buy or sell something in your account, we will do that because the RIA has instructed us to do that. So you, just to be clear, you are giving us permission to follow their instructions. Uh, and then the second thing is it also generally lays out that Mr. and Mrs. Client, you give us permission to deduct from your account the advisory fees for the RIA. So the RIA will tell us how much they are charging you for your advisory fee. And perhaps that's done on a quarterly basis or monthly basis or whatever the, the, the frequency is. When they tell us to deduct that fee, we will deduct it and we will send it to them. Uh, so that, that kind of new account form generally lays out a couple of the couple of the components with, with that relationship with the RIA, but the RIA does not sign the new account form generally themselves. It's a two-party agreement between the custodian and the client. And so then the, the, final, the final relationship there, right, and that's the topic of today's video is, okay, so the, the RIA and custodian have a relationship, the custodian and client have a relationship. Uh, how do you document and memorialize the relationship between the RIA in client, and that is what the advisory agreement is used for, and that's that's what we're talking about here. So that advisory agreement is a is a two party agreement. That is that the custodian has no part to that. The custodian does not want to be named in that. The custodian generally does not even want to see that because again, they are not party to that. Uh, that is solely between the client and the RIA. Now, a couple of things that advisory agreement will lay out that will say as the RIA. Mr. and Mrs. Client, here's the services I will provide for you as part of our relationship. So I, I might have verbalized all this to you and told you the sorts of things we're going to do for you. But the advisory agreement lays out, okay, here's exactly just so we're all on the same page. Here's exactly the services I'm going to provide for you. Um, and then also lays out, and, and here are the fees I'm going to charge you for those services. So whether it is a 1% account fee or or something higher or lower or some other sort of arrangement, maybe a, a retainer fee or, or even an hourly fee. Um, that, is, that is all documented there in the advisory agreement. And then, and then one of the last major things that's pointed out there 
is whether you as the RA will be acting with discretion on that account. Uh, I did a whole video on this. You can go check it out. I encourage you to do so because I go into a lot more detail on it. But, but as an RIA, you absolutely have the ability to, to use discretion with your client's accounts. Um, your decision to do that, your desire to do that has nothing to do with the custodian, unlike perhaps at your current firm where you have to seek permission from your firm to, to be able to act with discretion. You do not ask your custodian for, for permission to, to have discretion you have that ability as an RA to make that determination on your own. Again, check out the whole video because there's a lot of nuances with it that are important to understand. Um, but in that advisory agreement, that's where you would lay out, hey, I am, am or am not going to act with discretion on your account. And so again, it's, it's really just to make sure everyone's on the same page in written form. And, and so again, that's generally referred to as the advisory agreement. That is between the RIA and the client. The custodian has nothing to do with that. Uh, so the you know, the next question is, well, how do you go about making that? And again, that is, that is a, a table stakes part of why you use a compliance consultant. I've, I've now done a couple videos talking about compliance consultants. And I, I encourage you to go look at them all. But of the, the two main things you use a compliance consultant for, you know, the startup of your RIA and then the ongoing compliance going forward. So in that startup kind of package that they put together for you, you know, so, so part of that is actually literally making the RIA from a legal and regulatory standpoint. But, but another part of that is, is all the components of actually, you know, running the RIA from day one. So part of that is drafting that advisor agreement for you to use with your clients. Now, now make no mistake, a, a fair amount of the verbiage in, in an advisor agreement is, is pretty generic boilerplate language that, that is used in, in almost every advisor agreement that's out there. However, a lot of it is very customized as it should be to your specific RIA. So I, I'd encourage you if, if you think you can Google and find some, you know, easy, cheap solution of an advisor agreement off the shelf that you can buy for some, you know, $500 and call it a day. I, I highly encourage you not to do that because the regulators will notice that uh, they want to see that your advisor agreement is, is specifically tailored to your RIA and the services you're going to provide, the fees you're going to charge, Everything about your RA and, and then with your respective client, it's gonna lay all that out there. So the advisory agreement is what documents that whole, all those details. And so yes, a, a compliance consultant generally starts with a template every time they go to make these. And so again, there is some, some boilerplate language in, in there, but, but they will make it very specific to what you plan to do with your client and what the client's expectations are. So part of that discovery process when you begin working with a compliance consultant is, not, not, they, they don't need these questions just so they know how to create your, your RIA and your ADV, but also so they know how to properly document your, your, your advisory agreement. So they will ask you a lot of questions. What type of services do you plan to intend on providing your clients? How much do you charge or how much do you plan on charging? And will there be different circumstances of those fees? Will you act with discretion? A whole host of things they need to understand so they can properly write that for you. Um, now, you know, with that, I, I don't want this process at all to sound intimidating. Again, th this is table stakes for a good compliance consultant firm. And again, that's another thing I, I do with advisors. I help them understand there's a lot of compliance consultant firms out there of why, might, why you might choose one over the other. They all have different price ranges and cost structures. Again, I did a whole, a whole video on how much these compliance consultants cost. Um, but that's a, that's a big thing I help uh, advisors with is, again, is kind of vendor selection of why you should use one option over another, but you will work with them and any good compliance consultant creating an advisory agreement is table stakes for you. So do not be intimidated by this process. They will absolutely walk you through it, absolutely get you 
where you need to be to be compliant. Uh, that is that is a typical part again of a of a startup package. And, and then you know th there will be some learning curve as you as you implement your new RA uh, and what paperwork you use with with clients to open accounts and. Don't, don't get intimidated by that either, because again, when you first join your current firm, you, you had to figure out, oh, what, what form is it that I use to open a, a taxable account? And what form is it I open to use a retirement account? And then, oh, if it's gonna be a fee-based account, maybe there's, a, there's an, an additional form, an advisory form I have, the client has to sign. It's gonna be no different as your own RA. You, you, you simply just need to learn the new process. Uh, again, the compliance consultants will, will help you walk you through all of this. Your custodian will help you walk you through anything related to open the accounts for them. And then you just work with your team there on your, in your office to, to, to figure out your, your workflows and your, your process that, okay, we, we do have a new client uh, and they, they want to open three accounts. Uh, one's a trust and one's a, a taxable account. And one's a retirement account. And, and, and what all paperwork do we need? And again, at first, this is going to be new for you because it's going to be a, a new environment. But, but once you get it down, once you get your workflows down, this is not at all difficult to work through. Uh, it's just it's just part of the process of starting up an RIA, and again, that's what I help advisors with is, is understand all these steps and, and to not be intimidated by them. So with that, like I said, my name is Brad Wales. I'm with Transition to RIA, and my goal is to help advisors just like you understand everything there is to know about why and how you might want to transition your practice to the RIA model. Uh, so what, what I help advisors with is really understand, okay, what is your practice now? What kind of affiliation model would you are you with now? What, what firm are you with now? What kind of clients do you have? And, and how would that look if you were to move to the RA model? Everything from an economic standpoint, to a flexibility standpoint, to a control standpoint, to a responsibility standpoint. And I help advisors go through all of that so, so they can really understand how the model works. And, and, and if it is something that, that does seem like a good fit for them, I then, then help them think through all these steps of, you know, how to go about transitioning to that RA model. So today's video talking about an advisor agreement and the need for one and how to get it created is, is a perfect example of that, of that sort of thing that I help advisors you know, think through and be aware of. So with that, I hope you found value in today's uh, video and I'll see you on the next one.